Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. As you listen to God's word today, may it become for you fresh water for your thirsty soul, give you hope to cope, and wisdom to thrive, excel, and become everything God says you are. God bless you as you listen to today's sermon. So Friday, we looked at Crucified with Christ, and we look at the whole idea that in the world today, there seems to be a sad state of affairs where people don't care too much about God. People just live anyhow they want. But even more sad is the fact that the church is not immune to this rather sad state of affairs. Even in the church, we find people with a form of godliness, but who deny the power thereof. In Christian circles, you easily hear conversations about living for God and to hear people express the sentiment that it's not possible to live a righteous life for God. Usually it comes in the area of sexual immorality where in our Bible studies on, on uh, Clubhouse, Sweeter Than Honey, if you're not part of Clubhouse, you don't, you're not part of the Sweeter Than Honey room, I want to really encourage you. Sweeter Than Honey, it's a beautiful, beautiful space where we do Bible study every morning on Clubhouse. And people open up, share real life stories, and we're all built up and encouraged. But more and more, you find that there's an after party where people actually lose their guard and just speak things as they are. And all kinds of things come out. One of them is the fact that you speak to lots of young people, married and single, and they'll tell you plainly, it's not possible for a man to remain faithful to his wife throughout marriage. And these are Christians who say they are born again. They say it's not possible. And they also say all kinds of things about other things as well. So even in the church, we don't believe it's possible to live a life that is above sin. And that is a sad state of affairs. And I believe that the message of the cross is what gives us the power to live victorious Christian lives. Amen. So Friday night, we saw how Christ's crucifixion on that cross was our crucifixion as well. We saw how it was actually the old man that was crucified on that cross with Christ. It was a master plan of God that the enemy didn't see coming. They thought they were doing the worst. They thought they were crucifying the Christ of glory. They put the thorns on his head. They put the nails in his hands, the nails in his feet. They put the spear on his side, and they crucified him, spilling his blood. And they thought they had done the worst ever. But it was a master plan of God because right then in Christ was you and I. And all of man who was born in Adam he represented us on that cross, and he died on our behalf. So that the power of sin, the power of death, the power of self, the power of the systems of this world, and the power of Satan were defeated on that cross. Because we were slaves to sin. We were slaves to our own selfish desires. We were slaves to the systems of this world. We were slaves to the law, and we were slaves to death itself. But on that cross, we died. It was a beautiful, legal, and spiritual thing that happened on that cross where we died to all these forces. And so once we were dead, then we were absorbed from their power and their authority. Hallelujah. So in the spirit realm and in the legal realm, anybody who is in Christ is dead to sin, is dead to the law, is dead to the systems of this world, is dead to Satan. Hallelujah. That's what we looked at on Friday. It was beautiful, it was exciting. 
that God had solved our problem. So we are no more under the obligation of sin or Satan. But the story didn't end there. If it had just ended there, it would just be half of the story. But it would have still been a beautiful story. God would have been given a clean sheet to start afresh. But I promise you would have lacked power to actually live it out. So there's a second part to the story, which is that Christ did not remain in that grave. Hallelujah. He didn't stay on that cross. He was raised up again on the third day. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that we were raised with him as well. So we looked at Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. That was our text for Friday. I want to go back to it and start from there. And then we will take it further. So Galatians 2, verse 20. It says this. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah. So it says that the story didn't end with being crucified with him. It didn't say categorically here that we were raised up with him. But it says that now, the life I now live, I live in him. So it tells us that he was raised up and we we're raised up with him. But we'll go to a text that more directly speaks to that. We will look at Ephesians chapter 1. We'll read from Ephesians chapter 2 as well. And then Colossians 3. And then we see what we can glean from it. Hallelujah. So first, Ephesians 1. So please come along with me on this journey. There will be a bit of scripture reading. But my prayer is that as we read these scriptures, the Holy Spirit will, will own them and use them to move us into a deeper understanding of what it is that Christ has done for us. Because it's truly a sign of lack of knowledge that Christians think that they cannot live above sin. But we know the truth. We will understand that we have power over sin. We have power over the law. We have power over death. We have power over the systems of this world. Hallelujah. So Ephesians 1 from 15 to 23. Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I, pray, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ, who fills all things everywhere with himself. And then chapter 2, 4 to 10 says this, But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much, that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life 
when he raised Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ. That's a key one. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. Whoa. Whoa. So the first part talked about, the chapter one talked about the fact that he's been raised from the dead, but not only that, he's been placed in a position of authority above all rulers, above all authorities, above principalities and powers. That place, hallelujah, chapter two tells us he is not there alone. It says we were raised with him and we are seated with him in that place of authority and power. Church is talking about you and I. He's talking about the new life. He's talking about the new man and the new woman. Because the old man is gone and the new man has come. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. This is a truth that the church needs to understand today. And we won't say silly things like we say about living a victorious Christian life. Because the truth is that Natural man can never, ever live a victorious Christian life. It's not possible. Natural man, the old man, will not be able to overcome sin. The old man will not be able to overcome himself. He will want to be thrown in his own heart, doing what pleases him. The natural man cannot overcome the systems of this world. It's not possible. The natural man can never fulfill the law. He will always be the slave of the law and be under the curse of the law. And the natural man can never overcome death on his own. That is the truth. But the truth, again, is this. That if anyone is in Christ, he is no more the natural man. That is what we miss most of the time. We need to understand that the moment you come into Christ Jesus, in the spirit realm, in the legal realm, there's been an exchange. There's been a transfer there's been a crossing over from death to life. There's been a crossing over from the natural to the spiritual. The natural birth in Adam was a birth according to the flesh. But in Christ Jesus, we are born according to the spirit. Hallelujah. We become a living spirit. Hallelujah. That's who we are. And it's important that we understand this. It's important we meditate on it. So that it becomes a part of our consciousness. They will begin to understand that we are not mere men, as the apostle will say to the Corinthian church. He said, why do you behave like mere men? And a lot of the church today still thinks and behaves like mere men. But we are not mere men. We are spiritual men. We are men born of the Spirit of God. We are men filled with the Holy Spirit. According to Peter, 1 Peter chapter 1, I think verse 4, this is 2 Peter, I'm not so sure now, but where he says that we have become partakers of the divine nature. So we are not just human, brothers and sisters. We are human, we are men, it's true, but we are not mere men. In addition to our humanity, we have the divinity of God as well, hallelujah. We become like Christ Jesus. We become the God kind of people. That's what eternal life is all about. It's a new life. The old has gone and the new has come. I seriously and sincerely believe 
that if Christians will understand this simple truth, meditate on it long enough, it will be the starting point for living the victorious Christian life. When we understand that we have been raised up in Christ above the elementary principles of this life, we've been raised up above the powers that control this world, we've been raised up above the power of sin, the power of death, the power of the law, the power of Satan and all his demons, far above every principality and power and ruler and authority. In Christ Jesus, we've been raised far above them all, and we are seated with him in the heavenly realms. This is spiritual reality, but it can be experiential, hallelujah. That's how God works. God ordains things in the spirit. If you read Genesis chapter 1, you find that in Genesis chapter 1, God first created the first universe in the spirit. Did you realize that? Because he says he did this, he did that, and he saw it all, he said it was good. But you get to Genesis chapter 2, discover that, ah, but nothing was there in the physical. It was all in the spirit world. Because in chapter 2, we are told that, but there was nothing on the earth yet because man had not yet been formed. And yes, in chapter 1, he said when he spoke it, it was. That's how God operates. God sees it, he declares it in the spirit, and as far as he's concerned, it is done. But the experience of it, the manifestation of it, depends on certain conditions. It's the same with the new birth as well. In the spirit, God has done it already, even before the creation of the world, Ephesians tells us. And he says it's beautiful. In the spirit, you and I, and everybody else who comes to Christ Jesus, God sees you glorified already, hallelujah. But the experience of it depends on you and how you respond. First depends on coming into Christ Jesus. So you can identify with his death on that cross. Then identify with his resurrection as well. And the fact that you are seated in him above all these powers and authorities. When we understand that, we activate by faith, by trusting God, the experience of this truth. Hallelujah. And God wants a victorious church. He wants a church that has abundant life, not a bit of life, abundant life. He wants us to understand that he is in us. We are not mere mortals. We are the God kind. We are those who become partakers of the divine nature, and we are to live it out to the glory of his holy name. Hallelujah. That's who we are. So it's sad when Christians can open their mouth and say it's not possible. It means we are still thinking in the flesh. We still see ourselves as carnal men. We are still mere men. But the resurrection reminds us that we have been raised up with Christ. We have been seated in the place of authority and power. And we are not mere men anymore. We are divine. We are divine. We've become partakers of the divine nature. That's what the Bible says. We have been born of the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit resides in us. A deposit guaranteeing our inheritance of all these promises. Hallelujah. That's who we are. We are the people of God. We are the God kind of people. And we are to live above the life of the common man. If you don't have this understanding, you cannot experience it. It starts with this understanding. That's why in Romans chapter 6, Apostle Paul tells us that you have to reckon yourself dead to sin and alive to God. In Romans 6 verse 4, it tells us that you died in Christ and you have been raised up with him. So now you have to live a life that is above. It starts with that understanding. 
Otherwise, we could talk to everything the enemy brings our way. We could talk to the flesh. We could talk to the curse of the law. But hey, know who you are. Understand who you are. That's what Apostle is saying here this morning. Understand who you are. You've been raised above these things. You've been raised to a new kind of life. Colossians chapter 3, 1 to 10. Actually, start from Colossians chapter 2, verse 20, to, make, to let it make sense. In verse 20, he says, you have died with Christ, and he has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. So why do you keep on following the rules of the world? Then he goes talking about setting rules and all that. So he's making the point that you died with Christ. Then he comes to Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, hallelujah, we have been raised with him as well. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits on the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Did you hear that? The old man died. The life the normal man lives is it's at another plane. It's, it's a low level of life. It's a low life. He says, now we have been raised up with Christ. And we now have a new life. A different kind of life. Whoa. Say, for you died to this life. And your real life, he calls it the real life. Are we conscious of this real life? Are we happy with living the low life? There's a real life, brothers and sisters. We need to seek this new life, this real life. Too many Christians are still living in the low life, the low plains. This is a call to go above, hallelujah. It's a call to go above. He says, this is the real life. Hmm. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Hallelujah. This is a beautiful truth. We are not walking around as mere men, brothers and sisters. We have a real life. The spirit life. The Zoe life. The God kind of life. The divine life. The divine nature is at work in us. And it says this life is hidden with Christ in God. Whoa. Think about the security of that. It is hidden with Christ. It's in Christ's hands like this. And then God, the Father's hand, is also above it. Brothers and sisters, who can snatch you from that place? Nothing. It is hidden with Christ in God. We are not mere men. We are spirit beings. In the spirit realm, we are covered. Completely covered. Hidden with Christ in in God. Is there any better place of security than that? You are hidden, your real life is hidden with Christ in God. That's who, it's you he's talking about. It's me he's talking about. Our real life is hidden with Christ in God. There's a higher life for us, Hallelujah. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. Hallelujah. 
And now, from verse 5. Because of this truth, he tells us, so put to death the sinful, earthly things lacking within you. The low life will never let us free like that. The low life will keep beckoning us. The old life will keep trying to draw our attention. He says this, so put to death the sinful, earthly things lacking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshipping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. Did you hear that? You see the apostle's mentality. There's an old life, and there's a new life. You used to do these things... Where is it? You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature. Mm. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Wow. So the new life is not automatic. Remember we said even with the creation, first in chapter 1, Genesis, he created it spiritually. He put it in place. He saw it. It was beautiful. But in chapter 2, he realized that it had to be activated. He said there was no grass, no plants on the ground because man hadn't been formed yet. There was no man to till the ground. And yes, chapter 1, he said, he, he said it. It came. He saw it. He said it was beautiful. There are two realities. There's the spiritual reality, spiritual realm, the spiritual life, the real life, which in Christ Jesus has been done already. In Christ Jesus, positionally, legally, we are declared righteous. Hallelujah. In Christ Jesus, we have crossed over from death to life the moment we believed in him. Spiritually, legally, it's been accredited to us by faith. It's not by works, so that no one can boast, according to Ephesians 2. Our salvation is by grace and grace alone. Hallelujah. Through faith and faith alone, in Christ and Christ alone. No one can take that from us. But it's a spiritual reality. How do we activate it? How do we work out that righteousness? How does our sanctification work out? How do we work out that glorification? Because according to the Bible, when we come into Christ Jesus, we are declared righteous. We are sanctified. And we are glorified already. Christ in us, the hope of glory. In the spiritual realm, that transition has happened. You are already seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. The moment you come into Christ. But we're talking now, how do we make it experiential? How do we make it real in our life today? There's a part we have to play. Just as man had to till the ground. And that's where he says we need to put to death certain things. And we need to put on certain things. And that's what we read about. And it starts with knowledge, understanding of these truths. Because if you don't understand it, if you don't expect it, you will never get it. So know who you are in the spirit realm. Know that you have a real life which is hidden with Christ in God, which is righteous, which is sanctified, which is already glorified, seated with him in heaven already. In God's eyes, in the spiritual world, you are set free. But experientially, we are all at different levels in that experience. 
but we can grow. Hallelujah. It says we should grow. And we grow by putting off the old man that is lurking in there, trying to tempt us. They say, oh, man is weak. One of my professors said that once. He had gone to do an HIV test, and he was telling us about it. And he was saying how scared he was when the results came. He was so scared to open it. Then one of my colleagues looked at him and said, ah, prof, by you two, why are you scared? He said, hey, man is weak. <laughs> it became a term we use all the time. Man is weak, but that is a natural man. That's a natural man. The new man in Christ Jesus is not weak. We've been brought to a position of strength, hallelujah. We've been raised above all rulers and principalities and authority. We have power over them. Colossians 2, we saw on Friday, he says that he made a public spectacle of them. He disarmed them. What's the meaning of disarmed? He took their weapons from them. He took their power from them. So the enemy can come at you with a gun. But if you don't know, you think there are bullets in it. But the truth is that he's been disarmed. There are no bullets in the gun anymore. Hallelujah. Christ on that cross disarmed the enemy. He has no ammunition. All the thoughts he brings to our minds, all the accusations, all those things. Listen, they have no power anymore. We've been set free from them. Hallelujah. So let us understand this and let's walk in the newness of life. Let's expect it at least. Let's not say it's not possible. It breaks my heart when I hear Christians say it's not possible. It is possible. Initially, when you come into Christ, the experience you struggle like a baby. You will crawl, you will fall, but you are learning to walk. You don't give up. Eventually, you realize that you are experiencing what is true of you in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. You experience it. You can walk in righteousness. You can walk the sanctified life. You can walk in glory. Because the real life is in you, and that is already perfect. And that's what the apostle says. Therefore, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Not work for it. It's already been given free of charge by grace in Christ Jesus. But it's in the spirit. Just as he created the world in the spirit, it was beautiful. It had to be worked out. So work it out. To experience it by faith, tap into it. Hallelujah. I hope we are being strengthened this morning. I hope we are seeing things differently this morning a bit. It is real. Because in the spirit realm, legally, it is complete. You are complete in Christ Jesus. In the spirit realm, once you are in Christ, I tell you, you are glorified already. Christ in us, the hope of glory. But will you experience it here? Will you live the abundant life here? The text we read said, not only in this age, but the age to come. But sometimes we think it's only in the age to come. But it's also here. We can live the glorious, victorious life here. We can live the abundant life here. We can live a life above sin, above the curse of the law, above death, above immorality, above the systems of this world, right here and now. We can grow in it so that we are moving from one degree of glory to another. And so that day when we see him, that we shall be made perfect like him because then we would have shed off these bodies completely. Hallelujah. And they will be like him and we see him face to face. But don't think that until that day, you have to live the low life. No. The resurrection is a call to the higher life, to the real life, which is Christ in us. Amen. I don't know if there's someone here who has not even come into Christ yet. Maybe you are still struggling to do it on your own. 
Maybe you think that by observing the law, by doing the right things, by stopping sinning, by, you know, reading your Bible, by going to church, by paying your tithe and all those things, you think that's what's going to make you righteous? I hope today you're understanding that it doesn't work that way. But it's only in Christ Jesus. As we come to him in humility, in faith, and say, Lord, you died for my sins, and you rose up again to a place of glory. Today, I understand that I can never save myself. Religion cannot save me. Observing the law cannot save me. Good works cannot save me. I understand that you paid a price for me. And by faith, I want to come to you today. That I might identify with your death on that cross and your resurrection. That I might get the new kind of life. Hallelujah. The Bible says this very simply. Whoever believes in me and the one who sent me. It says he has crossed over from death to life. The new kind of life. The real life. You can cross over today. You can. It's by faith in Jesus. By faith in Jesus. And by his grace, he will cleanse you and wash you. So I encourage us all to bow down, our eyes closed. And I want to give opportunity to anyone here who may not be sure that you have crossed over from death to life. This new life is available to you. The victorious life is available to you. The abundant life is available to you. Come by faith to Jesus. So if you are here, you are not sure, I want you to just raise your hand so I can take note of you. We will pray, and then I can just talk to you at the end. That's why I would like your hand to be up. I'm not going to invite you to come forward or anything. We don't even have the time for that. But at least I want to know so we can talk at the end. So if you're here, you're not sure about this new life, if you've crossed over or not, I want to encourage you, just lift your hand, and then we shall pray together. Father, we thank you. Thank you for this new life. Thank you that our lives are hidden with Christ in you. Whoa, whoa, what a beautiful picture. Our lives are hidden with Christ in God. Father, thank you for this revelation. Thank you that we are raised up with Christ and seated in the heavenly places. Far above all authority and rule and power. Far above Satan and all his demons and the principalities and powers. Far above all the philosophies of this world. Far above all the man-made religions and the systems of this world that seek to, to bring people success and happiness, but are important to do so. And that seeks sometimes to put us down. Thank you that we are raised above them all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you. Father, I ask that you make these truths a reality for us. For those of us who are in Christ Jesus already, we pray that it shall be our experience, that we are walking in victory over sin, victory over death, victory over the curse of the law, that we shall not walk in legalism anymore. We shall walk in the freedom that Christ gives us. We shall walk in love, because we become partakers of the divine nature, that love will guide us, love for you, love for our neighbor will guide us. The Father will change the narrative that in our workplaces, wherever we find ourselves, when people want to say it's not possible, they can look at us and their, their words will be locked in their mouths. 
because they will see evidence that it is possible. They will see evidence that it is possible that the Zoe kind of life is for right here and now, that they will be drawn to it and that they might come in as well. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So I didn't see any hand going up, but if you are still questioning, you are not sure, please feel free to talk to any of us. Talk to me, talk to NK, talk to Matthew, Rajon, talk to any of the leaders, and we'll be very, very happy to explain further and help you. It's important that we all cross over and enjoy the abundant life in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. If it blessed you, share it with a friend. For more information on how to fellowship with Accra Community Church, visit our website, www.accrachurch.org. God bless you.